This is Under Understood. Good evening, friends. Hello. Hi, John. Good evening. Good day. <laughs> Good day. I don't know. I'm just looking for an old-timey kind of twee intro for, for tonight. Oh, are we going back in time in this episode? Uh, only to like the like late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. Oh, wow. Way back. Uh, best time. We have a question tonight from a listener named Jeffrey. Hi, Jeffrey. Hi, John. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Jeffrey comes to us with a mystery about Hollywood. I'm a pretty big movie fan, and I watch a lot of movies, and I guess also TV shows. And when you're sort of watching movies and not much is going on in the film, your your eye sort of like catches um, text and tries to like pick up Easter eggs, right? Surely you've all seen an Easter egg or two in a movie. Um. Yes, I'm trying to think of ones that are words. The only thing I can think of is uh, we just watched, finally got through season four of Big Mouth. Whenever they cut to a scene at school, there's a marquee outside the school and you pretty much have to pause the show in order to read what's on the marquee. And it's always a goof. Oh, that's funny. Well, Jeffrey likes to seek out things like that and he thinks he might have found a new one. It started with uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I watched that when I was a lot younger. It was this one episode where this one character is sort of taking over a vehicle with magic powers and like controlling it from inside the car. Turn! And this is a vehicle called the Xander Mobile. It's only mentioned a few times and only in a few scenes. And there's nothing really noticeable about it except for it being very pink. We get to see its license plate, and for some reason, it just sort of burned into my head. 2SAM564 or 2SAM564. This is a California license plate. 2SAM564. Here's an image of the Xander Mobile. Mm. Looks purple. Yeah. It's pink. Yeah. Sedan, Ford, Buffy's in it. And for some reason, this license plate stuck out to Jeffrey and he just tucked it away in his brain. When you saw Buffy, you had like you just memorized the license plate from the first time that you saw the Xander Mobile? I guess, yeah. I mean, I was just sort of trying to pick up on uh, Easter eggs, I guess. Right. Because you know how in Pixar movies, they'll have that like code A113 or something like that. Are you guys familiar with this? No, I was going to ask. So A113 was the classroom number at the California Institute of the Arts where a lot of Pixar staff studied character animation. And those animators went on to work at Pixar and will work that number, A113, into like various places in almost every Pixar movie, it appears. So it's like Andy's mom's license plate in Toy Story. Okay. So with Easter eggs, we're really talking about inside jokes. Sure, yeah. So this is the kind of thing Jeffrey is looking out for when he's looking at license plates in movies. And then I was watching A Star is Born. This is the 2018 remake starring Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Tell me something, girl. And I noticed that license plate, 2SAM564, on a car. So the license plate shows up in that movie at the very end on a red pickup truck. I was like, that seems familiar. And I I looked it up and I was like, right, that's the same license plate from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This person (laughs) should become a detective. Yes, uh, this blows my mind that he was able to hold 
the Buffy license plate in his head and make a connection like this. I don't even know my own license plate. No, I don't know mine either. (laughs) Then literally like just two days later or something like that, I was just watching another movie for fun for the first time, uh, Matchstick Men with uh, Nicolas Cage and Sam Rockwell. And I saw that the car in that movie had two Sam 564 as a license plate. And I was like, wait, wait, what, what is going on? Is this, is there like some kind of deeper meaning behind this? Do you have a picture of that car? Uh, yes. It looks kind of similar to the Buffy car. It's not pink. I'm so, I'm so bad at cars. I know, but it's kind of the same. <laughs> really different grill. That's it's not- different. It's different. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's different. It's not a truck though. Right. And then through Google searching, I found that it was also in Ray Donovan. I have not seen that show. Oh, it was in Fast and Furious. I think that's the most common one that shows up when you search for it. It's in that scene where Paul Walker leaves the movie series. And his car that he's driving has that license plate. Hey, thought you could leave without saying goodbye. It's in a movie called A Cinderella Story. I have not seen that, but I saw this on a subreddit that was called like Movie Details. It tried to mention that um, that the license plate to Sam five six four has deeper meaning because the gift was for a character named Sam. Huh. The problem is that this license plate has appeared in media before that movie, right? So <laughs> I think it was just a coincidence. Hmm. And he's never noticed a license plate showing up in multiple films before. Nope. This is the only one he's ever noticed. He did the Googling, and here's what's weird about it. It's like you can Google the license plate and you will find a couple mentions, but usually they're in like wikis where it's like the Buffy wiki will have the Xandermobile listed and like it's just one of the facts is that its license plate is 2SAM564. And then in Fast and Furious, you in a different wiki, it'll list the car that has the license plate 2SAM564. Like these are all like individually siloed pieces of information. Right. But no one seems to have made the connection that Jeffrey has. Yeah, cuz I'm I'm looking on flim, flim.ai. What's that? Which is a website that lets you search stills from films. Uh, I know about this actually because of Andy Bayo, linked to it on his website. Shout out Andy, friend of the show. Hmm. There are a lot of license plates on here. So if you search license plate on Flim, you get, I mean, it seems like I can scroll basically forever. They keep coming. And I have, I'm like super far down the page. It keeps giving me more results. I haven't seen this license plate yet. And I haven't seen a ton of other patterns. So it's not like it's like, oh, every license plate. It's not like it's like 555 in a phone number or something. Right, right. Where it's a thing that like all films do. I found uh, two websites for reporting bad drivers in California. One of them is rate-driver.com, and this person and the thread is about movies. Mm-hmm. One person says this plate is also on the red Mustang in Thirteen Reasons Why, which is a TV show. Hmm. And then on baddrivers.com, there is what appears to be a real report. What is baddrivers.com supposed to be? It looks like a crowdsourced database of bad drivers that you report by their license plate. Oh, so this isn't like a social network for bad drivers. (laughs) No. It's like a form, report a bad driver, license plate, type of bad driving event. Who does it say the bad driver was? A man. 
white male, late 40s, full beard, medium build, and it's a Mercedes-Benz. August 21, 2019. That That could have been Ray Donovan, who was driving a Mercedes. Okay. The 2017 TV series Manhunt, according to trivia on IMDb, the end scene, the license plate of the Volvo, is 2SAM564. Mm. You all are basically finding what Jeffrey did, where there are these... He found all of these. He found most of them, yeah. there, There are these pockets of knowing that this license plate is in individual places or there's a connection between two of them, but not like any kind of roundup about why this plate would show up in multiple shows or, you know, like who's putting them in these productions. Why is this one the one that's being used? And is there some kind of deeper meaning behind Sam or the numbers or anything? Like I'm I'm still a little like interested in figuring out this this license plate. Are there any theories here? Well, it doesn't it sounds like uh, okay, I would say my theory is the we haven't found the original appearance of the license plate yet, and there's an original hmm. that everyone is calling back to. <laughs> but my other theory is also that it's just a license plate that is used in films, and yeah. he happened to notice it, and there may be other examples of license plates that are used across unrelated films and TV shows that just didn't jump out at him for whatever reason, but that it's not that weird. Right. Like, I think sometimes you see this with other things that that appear in films, like products, like a brand of soda, or um, actually, Sam, Adrian's Morley husband... Morley cigarettes. Did, yeah, did a video about Morley cigarettes when we were all at the outline, which is, that's just a brand of cigarettes that shows up in all kinds of films. Um, so I think it, it's like a thing that happens with certain props that are just like heavily circulated. So maybe it's like that, but I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to all my go-to resources. I'm on TV tropes. I'm on all of the tropes, which is a spinoff of TV tropes. Uh, and those sites are both incredibly comprehensive. You could read all about Morley cigarettes on there if you wanted to, but that there's nothing about this license plate number. Yeah. And it does kind of sound like a thing, like a call sign or something. Mm-hmm. Do you have a theory? Like, why are these all the same? You know how, like, some some places have, like, random name generators or random, I don't know, like, random Pokemon team selectors. There's just a lot of random generation websites, right? Mm-hmm. I thought there was maybe a random license plate generator website that would commonly or, like, default to this one for some reason. It wasn't I, so I random. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, But Jeffrey's top theory is that a single prop department or production company keeps reusing the same physical license plate over and over in different things. Right. Is it always California? It is always California, yes. Got it. So your your working theory, though, is that this is a single prop department that is reusing the same, like literally the same license plate. Currently it is, yes. But again, like, I don't really know how prop departments work in, in film and TV, right? If it's just one production company that's behind all of this, that would kind of explain it. But I don't believe that is the case. Okay, because that was one of my other theories. Like, it's someone's kind of signature that they're sneaking in. Like, Right, like it's your calling card or something. Right, it's yeah. like their way of sneaking their signature in there. Yeah, that is not the case. These shows and movies were all made by a huge variety of production companies in different places around the world over many years. Like Buffy, I think the first appearance of the Buffy plate was in 2001. Uh, a Star is Born 
was in 2018. We're talking about like two decades of this plate being used in TV and film. Okay. So uh, at the end of our conversation, I did that thing that we always do, that we always regret doing, and I promised Jeffrey I would find an answer. (laughs) Well, I think that's enough to go on. And, you know, with any luck, the next time we talk, hopefully I have a a complete open and shut explanation for this. That's excellent. I'd I'd love to hear back and uh, hear what you find. Such confidence. Easy peasy. (laughs) Coming up, John hits up everyone's favorite place, the DMV. Hi, listeners. It's Billy. I just want to quickly thank everyone who has participated in our Patreon. If you don't know, this show is produced by the four of us that you hear on it. We're completely independent. And in order to support that effort, we've set up a Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash underunderstood. You can find a link to it in the show notes. And if you pledge on there, one thing you can get access to is overunderstood which is a bonus show that we do every week, regardless of if Underunderstood is currently in season. And we have over 50 episodes in there already. That show is a bit looser, it's more conversational, and it's, it's a bit more of an open dialogue with our community. So if you've already contributed to Patreon and you're part of that community and you're in our Discord, thank you so much. And if you haven't yet checked it out, go there, dip your toes in, You can see what's on there without actually having to pledge. And if you do pledge, you know, you could just do it for a month, pay us $5 and get access to 50 episodes and then totally bail on us. That's fine. I mean, it's your life. Live your life how you want. But if you choose to stick around, there's a great community there and we would love to have you and we really appreciate your support. So I don't know uh, if you haven't yet, maybe go go take a little peek. Patreon.com slash under understood. All right. Back to the show. Hello again. Hey. Hi, John. Hello. I have an answer for Jeffrey. What? But before I get to what the actual answer is, I do want to say up front that this is a little weird for us because the answer to this one is very much on the internet. Oh. This is a findable answer for once. But this is also a case where Googling this particular question will not produce the answer, even though all of the pieces we need to answer it are out there on the internet. Uh-huh. So I think this is kind of a fun exercise in the failings of Google and search to deliver an answer to a specific question. Feels like we can get some good SEO from uh, this uh, show page. That could be a bonus for us out of this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. let's squeeze the Google juice from this. Out Ew. and gross all over ourselves. <laughs> the, okay, the Google milk. Yeah, let's Ugh. let's drench ourselves <laughs> in Google milk. Ugh. All right, John, you're the truth utter. Don't make us squeeze the answer uh, out of you. Let's move on from this extended metaphor. <laughs> yeah, it's really gross. The way I got to the answer was the old-fashioned way. I thought I should talk to some experts. Hi, this is Joey. Hey, how are you? That is Joey Dillon. Sorry, Miss a little noisy. I'm all on location uh, outside of the lobby and uh, might be some vehicles going by. Ooh, what location? 
Joey was calling me from the set of Westworld. <gasps> Whoa. Yes, he is working as an armorer on that set. I'm uh work in the film industry as an armorer with the weapons, gun training. Uh, so just some context here. I spoke to Joey before a lot more of us learned about armorers uh, after the fatal shooting of Helena Hutchins on the set of the movie Rust. Joey and I spoke before that. That was not part of our conversation. And we basically just spoke about how his job as an armorer relates to his involvement with props. That falls underneath the umbrella of the property department. And uh, so other times when there's no guns working, uh, I'll work uh, day playing as props. And sometimes uh, some shows I've been an assistant prop master. Um, it sounds like Westworld is sort of the perfect gig for Joey specifically. I started growing up watching a lot of Western movies with my dad. And then I started playing with uh, some cap guns and I moved my way up to some small revolvers and did some quick draw and gun spinning until I got really good at it. And then I uh, fell in to a, a job at a Wild West park and did the stunt shows, comedy shows, and did a gun spinning act. And then and once I started training actors, I met some people that said, you should actually you know, do some of the gun work on set. And then eventually got into the union and started doing uh, all weapons, uh, modern and uh, antique. And then that got me to meet a lot of prop masters who hired me and they said, well, do you like doing props? I said, I love doing props too. And, and uh, so they said, well, if you're open to doing props and not just guns, you'll never want for work. So now he's in the prop game. He's in the prop game. So how did you find Joey? Yeah. So the reason I wanted to talk to Joey specifically is that he worked in the props department on A Star is Born. Aha. Uh-huh. I worked a bit on props. So I was between doing gun work for movies. And so it was, I was available. So on any of their busy days when they needed an extra set of hands as a prop guy, I jumped in with them. So I didn't work the whole show. So Joey's been around the block and he knew all about how license plates wind up on cars in movies. I have done a lot of props on other shows where I've had to stick a lot of license plates on a lot of cars. So any car that is seen by camera needs to have its real license plate taken off or a fake license plate just stuck over the top. So depending on how close up it'll be, a lot of times if we remove the license plate, we put it on the passenger seat floor so that it, you know, it doesn't end up with us by accident overnight and the owner's wondering where the plate is. Did you all catch that? That that any plate on a car that's visible in a movie needs to be swapped for a fake? Why? Well, we'll get to that. It seems like real license plates are not used in legitimate movies and TV shows, which was surprising to me. Yeah. A lot of times we just stick it right over the existing plate because um, it's easier and quicker that way. And at the end of the day, you just go around and pull them off. And then it's very difficult because you're working, you know, 12, 14 hour days, these drivers uh, who have sat in their car most of the day and use very little are just ready to go home. So, you know, when they call cut, it's a mad dash to run down all these license plates and you never get them all. (laughs) So there's probably a lot of uh, plates on the freeway that have blown off uh, when the trailers are (laughs) pulling the cars and stuff. That's really weird. So I guess this is something I never really thought about. Like, he's basically saying in a lot of these films that the cars and and their drivers are essentially just like extras they've cast right right yeah but the stuff about needing to replace all of the license plates on any car that shows up on screen another veteran Layla Kahlo Baird told me something very similar I do props I do set dressing decorating graphics the the lot of it um, I'm also in the film union in Massachusetts 481 
And so there I am a set dresser, props, and a set decorator. You might know some of the stuff that Layla has worked on. I worked on Little Women, the most, the recent one, not the 93 version. Um, I worked on Hubie Halloween. I also worked on Coda, which went to Sundance and got bought by Apple for crazy amounts of money, which is really exciting. I've worked on a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies. Nice. Yes. Yeah. My mother-in-law loves those ones. She tells all her friends, she's like, my daughter-in-law worked on this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know. Layla told me basically the same thing that Joey did, that for any license plate shown on film, she won't use a real registered number. Why can't you show real license plates in a movie? It comes down to it being some like a number that you could track back to someone. What you can do is search for that person's license plate by the number and see who owns the car. Therefore, it's revealing personal information about someone. That's We also have to use fake phone numbers as well. From what I can gather, it's not illegal to put a real plate in a movie, but it does open up an uncomfortable situation where like someone could hypothetically find out who owns a fancy car in a movie or something by looking up the plate number. Also with phone numbers, they want to make sure that the phone number doesn't connect to a real person. So if the phone number is a big deal in the movie and a bunch of people watch it and then they're like, haha, let's call the phone number and see what it is in real life. And then some poor person gets harassed. Mm -hmm. And the phone number thing, still happens sometimes. There are phone numbers in movies. It just happened in Squid Game by accident. Yeah. They had to edit it after it was released to remove a real phone number that was uh, being spammed. So anyway, I explained the whole thing with our license plate to Layla. Interesting. What was the plate again? 2SAM564. Hmm. Interesting. Because a lot of the time, like if we're making license plates or gravestones or, you know, posters, graphics, wanted posters. We usually use something that is funny to us, our own small Easter eggs, you know, whether it's, you know, a friend's birth date or name and birth date or a date that means something or, you know, something like that. So I wonder if it's the same prop person, which I'm curious now, I want to kind of research that and see if it's the same prop person that's on all of them. And it might just be part of their kit and they just keep using it. Does that mean that you have some license plates like in your kit that you go to? I do. You do. (laughs) But we know, we know that's not the case. We know that there were different prop people on all of these movies and TV shows. So it's not a single kit that's being used here. And very few of those people, I looked, very few of those people in those departments are named Sam. So if there is some kind of in-joke happening here across different prop people, it isn't super obvious. But is there anyone named Two Sam? <laughs> but there's also the number. We haven't really addressed the number, right? Two Sam five six four five six four. What's five six four? May nineteen sixty four. Or Leet Speak, maybe. What would that be in Leet Speak? S B. Does every number have a letter in Leet Speak? S B A. Two Sam S B A. Or Z Sam S B A. Yeah, I was going to say you're skipping the two. Okay, so whether or not this is an in joke, which we don't really know yet, or Leet Speak. Or lead speak. I was intrigued by the fact that Layla has her own collection of license plates. I was also intrigued by that fact. I have Connecticut, New York, and Massachusetts. And how did you pick the numbers on them? Or did you pick the numbers on? I think I used something like my sister's birthdays and their initials in like, but not together. 
but I put them into the DMV, made sure they weren't uh, registered vehicle things. And then I made the plates. Mine are far more generic than a lot of people's because I don't have raised lettering, but I've painted it to look like it's... So from a distance, it looks great. Up close, you know. Oh, so you made it yourself? I did. And she didn't actually register the plates. Right, so that I'm plate confused. could have become registered after she made her prop version. Yeah, how do you know that that's allowed? Yeah, it sounds like she has to check them fairly often to make sure that they haven't been used. But she is aware right now that they are not registered. So there isn't a reserved block of numbers the way there is with phone numbers. Yeah, like I would think you would want to like future proof it, you know? I agree. That seems like a risk. Yeah. So I've noticed... I don't, this is like a weird admission, but this is just like my broken brain. You know, I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, I'll like be in my garage and I'll be like, what could, you know, how could I spice it up in here? Oh my uh, God. And so I just wondered, I was like, I, are there people on eBay that sell like lots of every license plate from every state? And there are, mm-hmm. and it's like not that expensive, relatively speaking. It's like $200 for all 50 states. I I didn't actually uh, do it, but you know, it's like I run through these hypotheticals in my mind all the time. Like, what if I wanted to put every license plate in the country in my garage? (laughs) So, yeah, like I know it's very like easy and possible to get old license plates, and it's not if it's if it's illegal to sell them, it's not on the tier of illegal that eBay polices, which they police a lot of things these days. So, right, I would think if it if it was, it wouldn't be possible. Yeah, and beyond like old license plates, there are these places that will make really convincing, good-looking license plates. Like Layla told me about this. A couple friends have them, and I'll borrow them from them. They've purchased them from prop houses in California, and so they have their own sets that are actually like really good versions. So I'll borrow those from them from time to time. And, and these are actually the plates that Joey uses most of the time. Where do you turn to get a license plate that you can use on film? Yeah, there's so there's a few different prop houses that have a graphics department that will create them for you. Um, I have worked predominantly with ISS or independent studio services and their graphic department, you know, whatever state and era you need. They also have shelves and shelves of plates that have already been made and rented and brought back. So you can purchase or you can rent. And so it could be that some of these times when you see a plate over and over again, it, it might just be because there's just a limited amount of that state and hero plate on the shelf that a prop master keeps grabbing, renting, and, and bringing back. And then also, perhaps there is a limited amount that is available, you know, as far as numbers that are usable uh, on the plates. I did, did touch base with the graphics department at ISS, uh, and they confirmed that they strive to make sure their DMV clear, but that they would print whatever you numbers you want, if it was a vanity or something else, and then it would be up to me or our department to figure out if it was clear or not, or, or if that were just cool trying to do it, I guess. So this is like all kinds of license plate talk, which is great, but what, uh-huh. I, but what I hadn't gotten yet was how this specific plate wound up in so many movies. It sounds like there's a fair amount of latitude, so why is 2SAM564 in so many places? Well, all of this talk about the DMV got me more interested in California license plates themselves. So I'm going to drop a link in Slack right now. Take a look at the Wikipedia page for vehicle registration plates of California. Um, And scroll through this. 
And um, tell me if you okay. see anything. So like a, a demo plate. Hey, Wikipedia. So you're going to tell me that the answer to this was hiding in plain sight on Wikipedia? Not quite. Uh, whoa. Wait, there's a bunch of Sams in here. <laughs> Sam, one, two, three. One Sam, one, two, three. Three Sam, one, two, three. Two Sam, one, two, three. Four Sam, one, two, three, five. Wait, what? Yeah, what's with all the Sams? So what are you looking at here? Okay, so this is basically a history of license plates in California, right? With visual mm-hmm. visuals to accompany it. So these are all of the styles of license plates that have ever existed in California, presumably. Um, in a nice, you know, organized very nicely. And once you get to the section that's 1963 to present, the first license plate listed under that starts with Sam. It's Sam123. And, uh, and underneath it are a bunch of license plates that include the word Sam going into 1998 to late 2000. Yeah, there are Sams everywhere. Oh, yeah. Lake, Lake Tahoe version 3, Sam123. Yeah. So, uh, Samaritan? So this is pretty curious. A bunch of the plates on the page have Sam on them. And if you search for these plates specifically, like on Google or whatever, you'll eventually find yourself on the website of the California DMV, specifically this PDF. A PDF. Oh, do I have Adobe Acrobat installed? The answer was hiding in a PDF. It's where all the answers are hiding. Okay, so this is a DMV PDF from California Department of Motor Vehicles. And wow, okay. Sam's all day. None of these have started with two. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's always been one, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. No, no twos. Mm-hmm. So it feels like maybe that's like an impossible one to get. Well, this PDF is really interesting. At the top, it says California Department of Motor Vehicles sample license plate order form. Mm. So apparently you can pay the California DMV $12 and get one of these license plates that like range in era and unused numbers, like three Sam one, two, three, four Sam one, two, three, five Sam one, two, three, six Sam one, two, three. The Sam apparently is short for sample. Oh. oh. That was so satisfying. <laughs> Everyone needs a side hustle. I don't know. But this is so weird. You could just buy a $12 <laughs> license plate that isn't a real license plate from the California DMV. If you want to use it for education, schools or students may request a free current sample license plate oh. by including a written request on school letterhead. I don't know why. <laughs> but you can buy these things and they're samples. But huh. what is not on the page still is the one that we're looking for, 2SAM564. Mm-hmm. So I cannot buy that license plate sample from the California DMV. So I reached out to them directly, and they declined an interview. The DMV declined an interview? You have to wait in line. Yeah, yeah. there's a long line. Get in line, buddy. What did they say verbatim? They sent me a written statement. License plate number 2SAM564 is on the list of reserved license plates for the motion picture and television industry. Mm-hmm. Ah, so there is a block of numbers. Yes. It goes on. This list is managed by the DMV and includes auto, commercial, trailer, motorcycle, police, and government license plates that have been cleared by the DMV to be used in motion pictures and television. So it's not the same plate. Not the same physical plate, no. Mm-hmm. The plates on this list are exclusive and are not used by any other vehicles. The department only authorizes configurations that would not be produced in a regular sequential series. 
This is to ensure that law enforcement can easily identify the difference between a valid sequential license plate and license plates used by the television and movie industry. Okay, another good reason. They didn't come out and say this, but I think what this means is that the two at the beginning, followed by three letters, can't happen in a real license plate in California. Yep. It's weird that neither of the prop masters you spoke to knew about this. I also think that's really weird. They both seemed kind of surprised by this in a way. Like they had never thought about this. They just go to the prop distributor mm-hmm. who gives them a license plate that they say is clear. And that's the end of it. Yeah, they're busy and they're part of well a big, well-oiled machine. They don't have time to think about this stuff. Yeah. They just know that they're not supposed to show real license plates on film. Yeah. Right. I did follow up with the DMV to ask when 2SAM564 was added to their list because the earliest that we could find it was in the Buffy episode Mm -hmm. yeah um so they they responded kind of unsatisfyingly the license plate configuration was first introduced in 1980 unfortunately the department does not have any specific information as to when 2sam564 was added to the list of license plates reserved for the motion picture and television industry it is still on the list for motion pictures slash television use it's probably in a filing cabinet somewhere (laughs) we'll never know um so that's our answer Wow. Nice. It wasn't really on the internet. Yeah. It wasn't until you got the response from the DMV that I felt like I had clarity. Okay, so this license plate being involved in this list is not readily available on the internet. But what's kind of interesting is that there are more of these plates floating around that people have noticed. 2GAT123 is one of those. And that's actually one of the ones on the Wikipedia article listing the history of California license plates. What is GAT short for? Oh, that's a good question. It didn't even cross my mind to ask that question. I don't know. I think it's Gatorade. So 2GAT123 has been in Mulholland Drive, The X-Files, LA Story, Beverly Hills Cop 2, and Crazy Beautiful. Um, The website 2GAT123.com is someone's personal website, and that person has a whole section dedicated to, like, various types and designs of license plates. So (laughs) (laughs) So this one version of this has some internet juice, but 2SAM... 564 just doesn't. And it took Jeffrey just randomly noticing it for us to put that together. So it's not yet an intentional thing, but it could be because it's a reserved right. number to be used in television and film. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm just saying I know there are a lot of like film and TV insiders who listen to our podcast. Podcasts are you know, becoming a source of, of, of finding uh, things to adapt into films and, and television. <laughs> we, I'm sorry we haven't had anything good yet, and this still isn't something, <laughs> but you can take this little meme of a number and and make it something that's more more frequently used in TV and film. I like this idea because it means that every time this plate now appears in a new movie or TV show, we can just assume it's a reference to our podcast. Exactly. (laughs) Can you hear me? I can. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I gave Jeffrey a call back to let him know what I had found. Uh, I think I have some good news. Great. Let's hear it. So the cool thing I stepped in through what Joey and Layla told me about how license plates on cars and movies generally need to be fictional. I showed him that PDF from the DMV, laying out the sample license plates. Okay, I see. And, and Sam is sample, I guess, right? Exactly. So Sam is not a person's name. It's sample. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I had also looked into the prop fabrication house that Joey mentioned, Independent Studio Services, uh, and their graphics department, yeah. Studio Graphics. Um, 
So for the last part of this, I was like, what happens when you call ISS to like get one of these things made? And they were super nice. Uh, it turns out they will just fabricate a license plate for you with the text that you need to be on it. You give them the era and the state you want and the text you want on it, and they will make a stamped plastic version of the license plate that looks pretty legit. So, like, after talking to these people, uh, I want to show you this. Check it out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that's the actual license plate from whatever film that you find it in. I, I guess we could say that. Studio Graphics was able to make our very own set of California license plates stamped to Sam 564. And I got two copies of this and one of them is going to go to you. That's amazing. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's a story to tell to anyone who sees that. <laughs> For sure. Under Understood is John Lagomarsino. Regina DeLay, Billy Disney, and me, Adrian Jeffries. Special thanks this week to Celeste Arias. If you have a question that the internet cannot answer, we want to hear it. Email us at hello at underunderstood.com. We might just make an episode out of it. If you can't get enough of us, we have a Patreon where you can get a whole second show that comes out every week. You can sign up at patreon.com slash underunderstood. Thank you for listening. We will be back with a new episode in two weeks.